The Morning Show Podcast. A daily dose of audio to make your day a little better. I don't know what it is yet, but allegedly there is an app that is going to change your life somewhere in this show. It's going to like kind of ruin things for you too, but in a good way. Well, happy Monday. It is the Morning Show Podcast. My name is Anthony. I'm Carla Murray. We've got a lot of really cool stuff on the show. Obviously, Carla Murray is going to talk about what's trending. We've got the core four, the four biggest stories you need to know. And Carla Marie's friends are joining us for two-second tunes this morning. Uh, you know what? They're my little sister's friends, so let's make sure we say that. Okay, did you, like, bully them growing up, little sister's friends? I feel like they probably bullied me. Okay, that's better. <laughs> the Core Four. The four headlines you need to know. Good news, you no longer need to be a billionaire to hang out in space like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. You simply need to have approximately... $55 million of disposable income. Okay, a little better. That's how much it costs for each of the three travelers on the first ever SpaceX private charter without Elon Musk tagging along for the ride. The travelers launched into space on Friday and will spend about a week aboard the International Space Station. They'll be able to explore the entire area with the exception of the Russian portion unless they get permission from the Russian cosmonauts while they're up there. These won't be the first tourists, though, at the ISS because Russia has already sent millionaires up there before NASA and SpaceX. The visitors will take part in experiments while aboard the ISS. And in case you're wondering or maybe you're interested in booking your own $55 million trip to space, don't worry. All of your space food is included in the $55 million price tag. So nice of them. President Joe Biden is expected to announce new firearm regulations as early as today. The regulations will be focused on ghost guns, which are unregulated, untraceable weapons made from kits. And these regulations will address a gap in the government's ability to track ghost guns. Biden is also expected to name a former U.S. attorney from Ohio as his nominee to lead the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. This comes after gun violence and crime have ticked up in the U.S. Here's a question for you. Are you ready? Yes. What do World Series champion Clayton Kershaw, Super Bowl champion Matthew Stafford, and yesterday's Masters winner Scotty Scheffler all have in common? Uh, That I don't know who they are. Well, they're also super rich, but that's not what it is. They all went to the same high school in Texas. So random. After winning the Masters yesterday, Scotty Scheffler joined fellow Highland Park High School alum Kershaw and Stafford at the pinnacle of their respective sports. Check this out. In 2020, Clayton Kershaw was the pitcher for the Dodgers when they won the World Series at the end of that Major League Baseball season. Okay. Then in 2021, the NFL season ended with Matthew Stafford winning the Super Bowl for the Rams. And now in 2022, Scotty Scheffler puts on the green jacket to cap three years of champions for the Scots of Highland Park, Texas. I think I need to go to the high school. And if you're wondering, Kershaw and Stafford did go to Highland's high school at the same time in the early 2000s, while the newest Masters champ, Scheffler, graduated almost a decade later. The New York Times said bye-bye to Twitter. They updated their policies for how their journalists use Twitter and are emphasizing that the use of the platform is optional. They used to tell them you have to use Twitter and have to tweet about your stories. This is all given the dangers of online harassment. In a memo to employees, the top editor of the Times announced a reset in their approach and said maintaining a presence on Twitter and social media is now purely optional for Times journalists. He had been hearing from staffers who expressed the challenges Twitter presents, and among those were that some writers rely too much on Twitter as a reporting and feedback tool. 
the New York Times leadership is going to take steps to support anyone who decides to stop using Twitter, and they encourage writers who plan on staying on Twitter to meaningfully reduce how much time they're spending tweeting or scrolling in relation to other parts of their job. So if you're spending more time on Twitter opposed to doing your job, you're doing it wrong. It's probably a good guideline for everybody. It ain't too bad. The main concern from journalists all over the country are the attacks and harassment they face for just doing their job of reporting the news. The Times is even rolling out new training tools to help prevent and respond to online abuse. Now, critics of the Times statement say that editors at the Times keep track of every single reply their journalists send on Twitter. And when people tweet negatively about Times reporters, it's bad for the Times reputation and that this new statement makes it seem they're just trying to get their reporters to stop responding to people on Twitter. Hope for humanity. Even when the news sucks, there's still hope. When most people think of Greece, they think of their annoying wannabe blogger friend who keeps reposting the same picture from Mykonos with captions like, bodies at the office, but my mind is in Mykonos. But I'm going to give you a reason to think of Greece that has nothing to do with beaches or bikinis, but has a lot to do with the sun. Last week, the Greek prime minister inaugurated a brand new solar park, the largest of its kind in Europe. And what makes this solar park so unique is that it has double-sided solar panels, making it even more efficient than its single-sided solar siblings. That was a tongue twister. But this specific solar farm is especially hopeful because it was actually built by Greece's biggest oil refiner, showing that even huge fossil fuel companies are seeing the financial benefit to renewable energy and spending the money to build these projects. The new solar park in Greece will power around 75,000 homes and is another environmental win for the country after beating its 2020 goal for renewable energy production. Today is going to be a really fun day on our live show. So we're streaming on Twitch at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. East Coast. You can come hang out. It's free to watch and you can interact live, which is our favorite part of Twitch. No, you don't have to jump on camera or anything. You can just react in the chat, which is great. But... Our friend Sam, who is our former co-worker at Elvis Duran in the Morning Show, is actually here today. She flew out here to surprise me and asked me to be a bridesmaid in her wedding. So we're going to make her crash the show today, and it's going to be a good time. So if you're a fan of Elvis Duran in the Morning Show, you know they're on vacation this week. Sam is here with us. We're making her work on vacation. Come hang out. It's twitch.tv slash Carla, Marie, and Anthony. But the link is in the description of this podcast. Think quick. It's Two Second Tunes. We give you two seconds of a song. You've got to give us the name of the song, the name of the artist. That's the whole concept of Two Second Tunes. Carla Marie, I know we have very special guests. Would you like to uh, introduce them? I am excited about today's guests. They are my little sister's two best friends, Tiffany and Steph. We all went to the same high school. I have known them their entire lives. Good morning, guys. Good morning. So we also actually celebrated at my sister's bachelorette party together and the wedding and all this stuff. And Tiffany, who is playing today, is the go-to DJ. So I feel like she does have a leg up on stuff. Oh, wow. A little, a little bit, a little bit. A little bit. All right. Well, you guys know the game. Two seconds of a song. You've got to give us the title and the artist. Who's going first, Carla Marie? Tiffany. All right, Tiffany, are you ready for your first two-second clue? I'm ready. Out today, <laughs> Taylor Swift. I'm nothing in my hand. That's what people say. Mm-mm. That's what people say. Mm-mm. What is that song called? <gasps> Taylor Swift. Uh oh. Oh my God, Tiffany, are you go down around one. 
I'm just trying to think of the song title. Do we have a timer? Because I know it. <laughs> I don't know the title. All right, well, you still get one point. Congratulations on that. Carla Marie's song title. It's Shake It Off. Damn, Steph that. would have known that whole thing. Wow. Yeah, did you know that? <laughs> But yeah, the problem, so here's the here's the good thing, Tiff. You did get one point because you gave us the artist, so you locked in your round so no <laughs> one can steal those points. But we are going to move over to your part of round one, Steph. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here is your two-second tune. Okay, what's her name? What's her name? Uh na 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 What's her name? Oh, God. Or the name of the song. You got neither? Something Timbits. Kesha. Two points. <laughs> that may be the longest round one we've ever had. We are going to move over to round two. Tiff, are you ready for your two second tune? Yeah, I'm ready. Five for no, nothing but the shots. Turned out for what, little John? Yeah, two points. Turned out for what? I think Tiffany sang the most out of anyone. Yeah. And we're only two rounds in. Also, DJ Snake would have been an acceptable answer yes. as well, since it's DJ Snake and Little John. Yep. The score, Carla Marie. Tiffany's got three. Steph has two. All right, Steph, you can take the lead here in round two. If you give us the oh, artist passion. and the title of this song. Um, what's her name? Her, she has long blonde hair. She's Australian. Oh. We're playing, we playing guess who? She's going to give us her social security number next. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. Uh, Iggy Azalea. And the name of the song? I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? You still get one point. Fancy is the name of the song. Damn, you guys are tied going into round three. All right, now the, the rounds do get harder as we go. So round three, obviously, is the hardest round of all. And we are going over to you, Tiff. Here is your two-second tune. Jackson 5. Um... Oh, baby, give me one more chance. I don't know. Jackson 5. Um... <laughs> I don't know the song name. Well, as much as I've enjoyed listening to you saying that is incorrect, oh. Oh. we can't tell you what it is yet. And now, Steph, you actually have two chances to walk away with the win here. First chance is by stealing Tiff's points. Do you know the song we just played? Or the artist? I, I don't. You oh. don't. All right. Well, Carla Marie, you want to give everyone the correct answer? It's MKTO Classic. Over my head, I'm out of my mind. Uh, I, I would have Jackson 5. I, Maybe I, just a little bit louder next time. Okay, well, I don't know if there's going to be a next time, but I'll work <laughs> oh, on it. Wait, not for you, Tiff. But, Steph, if you get one point here, you walk away with the win, the bragging wow. rights, everything. Here. I beat Tiffany. Beat well, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Here is your final two-second tune. Oh, no. 
Oh, oh um, it's Iggy Azalea, the the black Black Widow, or is it Rita Ora? Oh, she's a singer now, right? She sang. <laughs> I mean, it's a song we played, so probably. Black Widow is that the name of the song? Is that your final answer? Just Black Widow? Yes, Black Widow. Incorrect. Now I didn't. I didn't see this happening. Hold on. I didn't Wait. see this happening. Since you got zero points in your round, Tiff can actually steal and now walk oh away gosh. with the win. So Tiff, artist or a title? Katy Perry, E.T. I love the confidence. You do get one point though. Katy Perry and the win for Dark Horse. What? I don't know what just happened. That is the win, though. That as, I was way off. As hard as you guys tried to not win the game, we still got <laughs> one winner. <laughs> Tiffany, congratulations. Thanks. That was impressive. Did you guys wager anything on the game, or what happens now? Yeah, Steph owes me a couple drinks, I think. Okay. <laughs> if you build it, nerds will come. Nerd News. Because there's a little nerd in all of us. Scientists are trying to send a text message to aliens, and it could be a really bad idea. Let's do a quick history lesson. Okay. In 1974, humans beamed their first message to extraterrestrials known as the Arecibo message. It was a binary coded communication containing basic information about humans. The message was sent through a radio signal to a target that was 25,000 light years away. And obviously, no one's responded. Oh, ghosted. I know. Totally ghosted. And now we're going to text them back again already. How rude. Desperate. I know. But NASA researchers want to send an updated message, and this message will be called Beacon in the Galaxy and has information about math and science, a map of the Earth, the structure and composition of the Earth, and an invitation for extraterrestrials to reply. Researchers created it as a bitmap, which is a way to use binary to create a pixelated message. Now, there's no guarantee that extraterrestrial life will understand the message. Mm -hmm. And Stephen Hawking once warned against actively reaching out to other life forms because they could wipe out all of humanity and not care about doing it. There will be no consequences for them. And if we're sending the composition of the Earth, they're going to know how to do everything. We're giving them everything, the map, composition. So the message would be sent to a region in the Milky Way, about 13,000 light years from the galactic center, because research shows that that specific area is the most likely place for life to have developed. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And the message will be sent using a telescope on either March 30th or October 4th, which is when the Earth is at an optimal angle. And according to scientists, the goal of the message is to start a dialogue with extraterrestrial intelligence, no matter how far in the future that might occur. This is kind of like a message in a bottle from NASA. I know. It's so weird and really does have like that weird dating text message thing. Like, oh, you know what? I'm finally going to respond 40 years later. (laughs) The message is super, super simple. You look great. We started saying it a couple of years ago and it kind of took off. And like I've said before, what do you do when a saying takes off? Naturally, you make a clothing line out of it. So we have our whole You Look Great shop available. If you scroll down into the description of this podcast, you'll find a link that says You Look Great merch, or you could go to youlookgreat.co. One of my favorite things about wearing the shirts is whether I wear it at the gym or on an airplane, someone always responds and says, hey, you look great too, or hey, That shirt just made my day. So check it out for yourself, youlookgreat.co, or scroll down into the description of this podcast and look for the link. It may not be important, but we're all talking about it. Let's get to an understanding. My job is to cover ridiculous things that arise in pop culture. So in short, I'm just doing my job. This is Pop Stop. We've been talking a lot about award shows lately, but... 
the most important one of all went down this weekend. Anthony? Uh, I have no idea. <gasps> the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. Uh, so I wanted to see what the youth of America is actually into these days. So I'm going to give you some of the top things that okay, went what are, what are the youths into? So favorite kids' TV show is High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yes, that's what it's apparently called. High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yes. Wow. Uh, favorite reality show, America's Got Talent. Favorite cartoon, can't believe this guy's still around, SpongeBob. Favorite movie, Spider-Man No Way Home. Favorite animated movie is Disney's Encanto. Which okay. I wonder if there's like drama there for Nickelodeon to give a Disney award. Mm. Who knows? Favorite female artist, Ariana Grande. Favorite male artist, Ed Sheeran. Favorite music group, you got to know this. BTS? Yeah, BTS. Yeah, and a record-breaking 1,000 slimes were poured during the event this weekend. That's a lot of slime. I know. And just please, just one day I want to be slimed. And Nickelodeon, please invite me. Breaking news for Breaking Bad fans. Uh, Carla Marie, did you ever watch Breaking Bad? Nope. So there is a spinoff show currently entering its final season. It's called Better Call Saul, and it takes place before the Breaking Bad series. And it was just announced and confirmed by AMC that the two main characters, the two lead actors mm. from Breaking Bad, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, will guest star in the final season of Better Call Saul. That's cool. The prequel to their groundbreaking hit show on AMC. That's awesome. What's trending? The thing you didn't know you needed until Carla Marie told you about it. You might hate me for introducing this app to you because it's going to change the way you feel about some of your favorite products. It's called Yuka, Y-U-K-A, and it deciphers product labels and analyzes the health impact of food products and cosmetics. So when you scan the barcode of whatever product it may be, you'll learn what's so bad about it, whether it's additive, sugar, or calories, and you will be shocked. Wow. Some things that claim to be healthy are not. Have you used it? I, I don't want to put any brands on blast. Okay. But there are some favorites on there that I'm like, wait a minute. Wow, so are you... Have you noticed that it's actually going to like change your mind about certain products? I feel like it has to at this point. And what's cool is they'll even recommend a similar version of that product, but a better one that's healthier. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, for you. And even like lip balm is on there and you'll get to see which lip balm is better, why it's not healthy. It's absolutely not. So the app is free. Okay. It's available for Android and iPhone users and they have no influence from brands whatsoever. So they just, it's a truly just an independent project and they're just trying to help people be healthier. So check it out. The link to download it is in the description of this podcast. The Morning Show Podcast. Every morning. Every morning. I listen to With Carla Marie and Anthony. We know that most people do not look forward to their Monday mornings at work or at school, but hopefully this episode of The Morning Show Podcast made your morning a little bit better because that is our goal on The Morning Show Podcast. And I heard a really cool story this weekend. So someone who listens to this podcast is a therapist and she was telling me a lot of her clients lately have been super overwhelmed with all the bad stuff in the news. So last week, as all of them were saying that, she would say, yeah, but I heard a really great story that bee venom can actually start killing breast cancer cells. And she was telling all of her patients this, like, yeah, but there's hope in the world. Hope for humanity. Like, no way. Like you were telling people like in therapy about the stories we were talking about in the podcast. When do we get paid? Yeah. 
But I thought that was so freaking cool that she was doing that. And that's awesome for us to hear. Well, that is our first endorsement. One out of one therapists <laughs> recommend the Morning Show podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. As always, thank you very much to our friend Jason Burrows, who does the production on this podcast. Our friend Lauren Ray, who lends her voice, her beautiful voice to this podcast. Sexy voice. And Mike Meredith, who has lended his unbelievable artistic ability to the logo of this podcast. Thanks for listening to the Morning Show podcast. Catch Carla Marie and Anthony live on Twitch twitch.tv slash Carla Marie and Anthony.